This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Thursday, December the 17th, 2015. Brought to you Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Arizona time. Welcome. What do we do? Wealth insurance, the physical delivery of gold and silver. And you can give us a call at one 800 And the lovely Sarah will be there to take your call, answer your question. Or you can go check us out at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, but you can check out the news to disturb the comfortable. Where well, we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. All this information, all of the research done behind the economy, the finance, the financial state that the country's in, is done by Joe Jaquint, the CEO, owner, the guy who pays for this hour on the air. I call him the guru of gold. Man, what's going on? One day after Janet Yellen comes up and goes, ah, we're going to go a whole quarter of a percent. Guess what? We now have gone up after 10 years. What are you thinking about it? You've had some time to think about it, right? I've looked at it. Yeah. I've seen it. And, I, and I'll say this. We're going to talk all about that, but that's not what I want to talk about right now. I'm upset. I really am. I'm, in, uh, I'm, not, I'm not in a good mood today. And, and I'll tell you why. Feeling Grinchy? <laughs> right. The Grinch? Uh, maybe. But my wife says to me that uh, some people think that she's my daughter. I can see that. What? I'm joking, man. Yeah, you know how it is. That upset, that was hurtful. Why? Why is that? Dude, you should take it as a compliment. She is so out of your league, and to look that young and lovely, and then look at you. No, I agree. She is out of my league, but I don't look that old. I, I, uh, you're right. Yes, you don't look that old. Yes, you don't. Anyway, I'm not talking to you anyway. You know what? You're Let me tell you, you know what else puts me in a bad mood? You know, we, we talked about how the last time the Fed raised rates yesterday, there wasn't even an iPhone. And you cannot go anywhere without your iPad, can you? I go Apparently, your, your iPad is needs to be powered up today. And so Homer now in the studio because the cord doesn't go far enough, has scooted all the way over to the very end of the studio. And I'm like, just put it on your desk. You don't need it. Well, it's interesting that you say that, uh, especially when, Homer, look up this. Homer, look up that. Homer, find out this. I've got to be able to have to have this access to this so I can do those things for you as oh, the show is going along. Oh, don't blame it on me. I'm not blaming on you. There's no blame being given here. Sounded like blame. Well, let me just tell you that, you know, I know you're not a technology buff. I know that while everybody else started getting iPhones in 2006, you rejected iPhone and were with a flip phone till just last year. So because they, they, I understand they why everyone thinks your wife may be your daughter because you treat life as a relic. You want to live in the 90s. I, I, I really think so. Do, do you still have to get up to change the channel on your television? No. I'm just curious. Not very funny. Uh, Not very I'm funny. Right. So anyway, I just wanted to say that that is, for whatever reason, that has bothered me this morning. But anyway, I guess it's time to get to business. What has gone on in the last 24 hours? And I will tell you this. 
once again, there's the story they want you to know. They want you to see. And then there's the actual story. And this is going to be one of those programs again today. And this is why people listen, because they want the actual story. We're being, obviously, by now, if you don't realize you're being spoon-fed, if you don't realize that the media and, and the establishment is just giving you the lip service that they want you to believe is true, if you don't realize that by now, I don't know if there's any hope for you. I really don't. Because right now, today, we're, we're sitting in, at a time in history where I'm going to call this the Ben Bernanke moment for Janet Yellen. And I'll, I'll never forget, it was in 06, right after we had raised rates in, I wanna, it was either June or July. And I remember Ben Bernanke coming out on television talking about another rate hike for August and telling us how the economy was fine. Yes, there was going to be a slowdown in housing. No, it wasn't spreading. And no, he wasn't worried because all of it was based on sound fundamentals. Of course, we know what happened right after that. And this is what we have going on again in the last 24 hours. We had Janet Yellen come out yesterday after we got off the air. They raised rates for the very first time in 10 years, the first time we've been off of near zero in almost seven years. And she put her best spin on it. She tried to reassure all of us that they weren't doing it out of desperation. And they weren't doing it because they felt like they were going to lose credibility if they didn't, because they promised us that this was the year. 26, 2015 was going to be the year that they raised rates. And this was obviously the last shot at doing it. And that the economy, despite all the data, and I'm going to give it to you today, Despite all of the data that says everything about this year is worse than last year, everything. GDP is worse. Manufacturing is worse. I mean, when you look at all of the, the key economic points, with, with the lone exception of this unemployment number. And, and we're going to talk all about that as well, so you're not going to want to miss it. And then... But here was the cruelest, the cruelest trick of all. Actually had nothing to do with the Federal Reserve. Had nothing to do with interest rates. It, it was done by our elected politicians yesterday. Well, everybody in the media was consumed by interest rates. Our elected officials decided that it was going to be okay to add another almost $700 billion to our national debt. Pork barrel spending for everyone. We're going to break it all down for you. 
got a great show lined up for you. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. The first thing Americans should realize is that the Fed's decision today reflects our confidence in the U.S. economy. That was Janet Yellen yesterday as they said that the nation's recovery from the Great Recession, the same recession that these Fed officials, Janet Yellen being one of them, never saw coming. The same people that get Let's face it, they actually get more data than I can get. And somehow have the incredible ability to take fact, which I like to use, I like fact, and and be able to ignore the truth, come out on national television, Expouse things that are untrue because they like to they like to talk about what they think the future's going to be. But the funny thing is, is with the exception of and maybe there's a few others, I know I do. No one actually holds them accountable for anything that they say. All of their predictions for what the future holds has been wrong. But they say that we have recovered. And they called it a historic milestone. The Federal Reserve raised rates for the first time in nearly a decade. Now that in itself tells you how much trouble we're really in. See, and you've got to understand these things. This has never, ever happened in history. Of course, remember what I told you. This is just an experiment. It's only been going on for about 100 years. The last 10% of this experiment has been going very badly. And they said that it's the ending of an extraordinary era of easy money policy. This isn't the end. And this is the thing, they're so quick, they want to turn the page so quick. Oh, oh, see, that's over. This is just the beginning. And this is why I think everybody needs to, to wake up. This wasn't the end. They want, to, they want us to think that that was the end. It's just the beginning. The extremely modest, one quarter percentage point increase in the Fed's benchmark rate was widely expected and accompanied by signals that Fed policymakers intend to nudge up rates even more gradually than anticipated. Now, that's what I said yesterday. Yesterday, I told you they're all anticipating 1% by the end of next year. And I said, hey, we'll be lucky if we get to half a percent. And quite honestly, that's kind of what Janet Yellen said. But this morning, 
They're now saying, no, she didn't say that. We're still anticipating that the Fed is going to raise four times next year. They are not going to. It's a great opportunity right now. Believe it or not, gold's right down at the low, 1,053, which is the lowest it's been uh, this year and the lowest it's been in, in, what, six years now. And I thought 1,080 was going to be the bottom. And, and right now we're at the old, what I'll call the old highs. The first time gold broke the old high of 850, we ran all the way to 1,050. And we're back there again. And the reason why we're back here again is this morning someone's decided that there's going to be four more rate hikes this year. There's not going to be. And the answer is pretty simple, because the economy is nowhere close to where it used to be. Someone actually put up a chart between the last time the Fed raised rates and this time. So going back to 2006, they said the Fed funds rate was five and a quarter. I thought it was four four and a half, but they say five and a quarter. Think about that. Could you imagine a Fed funds rate today? of five and a quarter. Could you imagine going to get your your a home loan and them telling you that you're going to have an interest rate of seven and three quarters or eight percent? Or how about a car loan, which is the price of a of a house anymore? Who's going in to do that? Right. Who, who can go right. in to do that? Nobody would do it. Nobody. Right. I mean, you want to you want to put a halt on low numbers already? The GDP in the summer of 2006 was 2.7%. The latest GDP number we had, which isn't the current number, was the 2.2 number. And I'm going to tell you that as the third or the fourth quarter comes to an end, we're not going to be at 2.2. We're going to be at a one-something number is what it's going to be, which is uh, worse or better, obviously significantly worse. You're, you're looking, my guess is our GDP number will be about half of what it was the last time we raised. The unemployment rate was 4.6%. Today, they say it's 5 So obviously that number is worse. And the realities of how we got down to five, the labor force participation rate, June of 06, 66.2%. Today, that's 62%. So you've got a four percentage point difference in the labor force participation rate, and that is if you're over the age of 16. Do you have a job, yes or no? And by the way, if you're a full-time student, we don't count you. If you're in prison, you don't get counted. You know, if you're in the military, you don't get counted. So people that would normally have to be working, are you working, yes or no? It's 4% lower today. So really, the unemployment rate 
and the labor force participation rate almost need to be added together, don't they? I mean, to get a real picture of what it is. Because otherwise, all you're saying is, we're just going to count less people and try to call it the same. Well, that's that's what they like to do is dilute the numbers. They never give out the right. actual numbers. Right. Why compare apples to apples? Because comparing apples to oranges works so much better. America, we want to confuse you. We don't want to give you facts. <laughs> right. Right. It, it, it's one of those... Look over here for... Pay no attention to what's over here, because if you add the two together, all of a sudden now you're talking about not a half a percentage difference, 4.6 to 5. Now, that's reasonably close. But then if you tack on another 4%, now you're like, oh, that's that's almost twice as bad the last time they raised rates. Consumer spending, unchanged. No better, no Not better, not worse. U.S. savings rate, now this one is really hard to believe. But this is why the data, it can be so misleading. We know that most Americans, and Homer and I, we've talked about, I don't know how many times, Something, some ungodly number, like 60-something percent of Americans don't even have $1,000. But you do need to believe that the savings rate is higher today. We're giving you 0% versus 5.25%. And according to the data that they use, they're saying that we are saving more money at zero than we did at five and a quarter. Now, does that make sense to anybody? Now, let's go on the assumption that that's actually true. Okay? What does that tell you about their little textbooks? What does that tell you about their economic theory? Because their textbook says that if you lower interest rates, people will spend their money more. They won't save it because you're not paying them any interest. So which one could it be? Right? What what is true according to this? Well, at least their chart they're giving me. They're saying their textbook is wrong. But that's what they say. We're saying saving 5% versus 3%. How's the consumer confidence going? 105.4 in June of 06. Today, consumer confidence is at 90. That'd be worse, by the way. The lower number is worse. 30-year mortgage was at 6.68%. The average 30-year mortgage. Today, it's at 3.94, so that's better. Car sales, 16.2 versus 18.2. We sold 2 million more cars. Of course, we've sold a million less houses, so it kind of evens itself out. And then uh, housing starts 1.8 million versus 1 million. So that's the... That's the comparison. Now, the reason why I think it's such a great one to understand how 
when you read Janet Yellen's quote, the first thing Americans should realize is the decision reflects our confidence in the United States economy. Now, the reason why I think it's so important is this was the last rate hike we saw for nine and a half years. So this June 06 number, I'm just letting you know, this was one of the worst, this was the worst number that I that we had in rate hikes. All the way back when the rates were 1% and we rose them all the way up to June of 06, over about a three-year period. And now you, and when you looked at the numbers, with the, with the exception of car sales, and savings rate, which, you know, the savings rate, I kind of told you, that actually means that their economic theories are incorrect. Every single number was worse. Right? From labor force participation rates to even the unemployment rate, which at 5%, we're acting like it's a good number. And, of course... The reason why it's only 5% is we don't like to count anybody. But I'm going to tell you right now, that was not the main story. I've given you my version of, of what the real realities are. But what happened last night and yesterday that has a far greater effect on what our nation is up to happened in Washington, D.C. I don't know. Homer, did you see it? I don't know if you saw it. But they passed, they finally got around to passing the spending bill for 2016 and beyond. Well, we were all talking about what Janet Yellen was going to do or not going to do. Washington seized the moment. And I'm going to tell you what they did and why it's going to have a pronounced effect on all of us living in this country. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think it's going to be a, just another one of those things that just leads us into more disgust for what these people have been doing. Patriot Radio News Hour. we'll be back after the break. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800 951 And something happened last night that I'm very confident that the power and the intelligence of these people is vastly superior. Because they pick a day where they know most of the attention is going to be focused somewhere else, right? When you when you're gonna when you're up to no good, do you want to be up to no good when there's a lot of people around, right? You, you're usually not up to no good in broad daylight. Well, I mean, crime happens at. It does, but, 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 right, but, right, normally they wait. Let's wait till it's nighttime, right? Nobody's around, it's hard to see. And this is exactly 
the scenario that played out in Congress yesterday. The Democrats and the Republicans, and this is why we need, I, I, I'm kidding, this is why a guy like Donald Trump is getting so much support, because people know all these establishment people are the same. It really doesn't matter. They're in the pocket of big business, and they could give a you-know-what about the average American citizen, and, and they proved it again last night. Let me tell you what they did. They, they had to they pass a spending bill, okay? So they needed to come up with the final amount of money, our money, by the way, that they're going to spend this year and beyond. Now, of course, we've heard comments like this. Rand Paul, the national debt is the greatest threat to America's future. Donald Trump warns that the nation is at risk of becoming a large-scale version of Greece. Marco Rubio, the debt will shackle future generations. Listen, the debt is already doing that. Why do you think this last 10 years has been so bad? It all has to do with debt. But on Capitol Hill, just hours before the jet away for the holidays, on the same day the Fed was making their historic announcement, the GOP-led Congress is going on a $680 billion spending spree, none of which will be paid for by budget cuts or other tax off offsets, and all of it will be added to the national debt. Now, let me tell you what they admitted to before they all left for their uh, you know Christmas. In their best guesstimation, and this is a government guess, and you know that they always see the best possible side of things. The next 10 years, before this bill, they were going to add $7 trillion to our national debt. They decided that, you know what, if we're going to add $7 trillion, which, by the way, it's going to be way more than that, but that, this is their number. And, and you can you kind of do math, $7 trillion, over 10 years, that'd be $700 billion a year in deficit. They decided, you know what, if we're going to do $7 trillion, why don't we do $7,680,000,000? No one will notice. What's another $680,000,000? And so here's, here's what they said that they're doing. They, they said that they wanted to give out a bunch of tax breaks, and they're giving it out to... NASCAR, they're giving it out to uh, people that build commercial buildings, because we know the average American, all of us, we build commercial buildings all the time, right? All of you listening, yeah, I mean, we just go out, oh, what are you doing today? Oh, I'm going to go build a commercial building. Yeah, that's a great tax break for, for you and I. Deductions for businesses that buy office furniture. Now, it doesn't say office furniture built in the United States by America. I don't know, is there any office, is there, does that even exist? Right. 
but we'll give you a tax break. We'll give you a tax break. I know you had Chinese furniture, but we'll give you the tax break for that. Uh, computers. Well, do we make a computer here? I can't answer that. Is Compact Build here? Is, uh, well, Gateway Computers, do they exist? Uh, I don't, I'm I don't looking know. for the lower end it. here because I know Apples aren't made here, and I'm certain that, uh, uh, what is the uh, Oh, Lenovo? wait, tax savings for the film and TV industries? Well, Star Wars, getting the tax break. How about this? Rum producers in the Caribbean. You're going to get a tax break. Rum producers in the Caribbean get in a tax break? And even tax perks, you get a tax perk for owning a racehorse, which let's face it all, you know, I got my horse right down a turf right now. Right? I just bought him today. Got myself a tax break. Or a two-wheel plug-in electric car. A two-wheel? That's called a motorcycle, isn't it? <laughs> This a is our two-wheel electric car. <laughs> Boy, how did we miss that one? How did we miss it? Right, a two-wheel plug-in electric car. Listen, and that's just the fun stuff. All right, do you get a tax break for your robot man? You know, uh, manservant. I mean, what's going on there with that? A robot man. <laughs> but that's not the bad. We know. Listen, we know this is what they do, right? We we've almost accepted this as just how what what are they this is how Washington works. And you know, you always get these guys that we're I'm gonna go to the car and we're gonna stop this and stop that and 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 you know what, maybe they stop it for a year or two. But as soon as they've got a big cover they they bring it all right back, and all the all the businesses that wrote them big checks to get them elected all get tax breaks. But that wasn't even that wasn't even the bad part, because like any good bill in Congress, they always attach a bunch of other bills, hoping that nobody notices, right? Because it's just oh, by the way, we passed this HR. Two, three, four, dash six, seven. But don't worry about what that. We're talking about the look at. We we gave tax breaks to the rum guys in the Caribbean. Let's talk about that, right? You want to talk about the two wheel plug in electric vehicle tax break? Yeah, you bet. That other. Don't worry about that other bill. What was that other bill? Well, let me tell you what the other bill had to do with, and then uh, you can determine whether or not we're headed down the right track because uh, somebody found it and I'm going to share it with everybody Patriot Radio News Hour you're not going to want to miss this next one were our elected officials up to yesterday anyway? Sounds like no good. <laughs> right? They want you to worry about all the free handouts, you know, because let's face it, tomorrow one of us may go out and build a commercial building. 
or buy a racehorse even. Or, you know what, if we're not doing that, maybe we're going to buy a two-wheeled plug-in electric vehicle. You know, everything you're saying right there, though, it seems like it cannot help anyone in middle America or middle-lower class. They're only taking care of people that have large amounts of 1%. Right. Can anybody argue that point? Can you argue that point? What bills are being passed to do to take care of that? The average American builds a commercial building. The average American owns a racehorse. The average American buys two-wheeled electric plug-in vehicles. Of course not. But it's not, this is what I keep trying to, to get through your, your skulls out there. This is a race to the bottom, and the best way to get control is to devastate us, is to gut us. Because then what? You're more likely to what? Fall in line. Right? Hey, fall in line, or your check's not coming. Well, the thing about falling in line is falling into the unemployment rate, falling into super debt, falling into having to, to, to depend on the government to bail you out in one way or another. What is that? An EBT card? What is that? Some type of uh, of support from the government? There's wow. no way of being it's, independent. Now, Homer doesn't even know what I'm going to talk about, but yet he's hit it right on the head. Buried in the 2,000-page spending bill, the Senate Wednesday morning there's a secret provision, and I'm reading, this is what the article calls it. The bill released by the Senate Wednesday morning, a secret provision that many senators hope unemployed blue-collar workers won't find out about. And I'm going to tell you right now, you employed workers need to be the ones that are worried about this. The provision will quadruple the number of, not the H-1B visa program. We know that one. That's for the smart people, right? Because they, you remember that. We're not educated enough. We're not skilled enough. And all of these, these big corporations have told Congress that, you know, the only way for us to do it is if you bring let us bring in these these people from overseas these highly educated people right we, yeah, we, we really of, we, we go ahead not one of the 6000 people that just graduated from uh, ASU this week <laughs> they got to uh, they got to come you. from uh, 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 middle middle india i don't know right there you go call center jobs you know techie jobs but no there's another program this program is called the H-2B. So you have the H-1B, and now we have the H-2B. This visa program allows for low-skilled foreign, and I'm going to use, they use quotations on this these two words, guest worker. So visas for low-skilled foreign guest workers and allow more than a quarter of a million foreigners to enter the United States each year to work in the construction industry, the hotel-motel service industry, truck 
drivers, food processing, forestry, and many other fields that, you know what, we just don't have enough words to put in there, that don't require a college education. Um, Let's see. That'd be uh, waitresses, waiters, bartenders. Wait a minute. Pretty much all the job growth in the United States right now. That's the HB2. That's the the low-skilled foreign worker. Guess what? HB3, (laughs) the sequel, the quadruple's coming out, and that's the no-skilled workers coming, where they don't come and get jobs. They just get benefits of living in the United States for no reason at all. Legal immigration is already at an all-time high with 1.1 million foreign-born persons coming to the United States each and every year. But don't worry. We're going to get a few more of them because, let's face it, Americans don't really want to work anyway. Do we? Look at the labor force participation rate. It says that we don't. So, therefore, we're just going to bring them all in. With the H-2B visa program, and you just start reading the industries, and you're like, oh, I can, you know, you can almost draw the picture of who was lobbying for them, right? You know, you, you, you hear Marriott and, and, and Hilton's, and you got the construction industry, all the large construction companies out there, and the home builders out there that, let's face it, you know, that used to be a great job in America, right? If you're, if your father was a roofer or a framer, you know what, maybe he was a plumber or an electrician. I mean, these were solid, middle-class jobs. And let's face the reality, they want to pay people $10 an hour to do it. I mean, that's really what they want. If these jobs were paying a livable wage, people could... You used to be able to work at a construction site, have your wife be a stay-at-home mom, raise a couple of kids, and be a middle-class citizen, a productive member of society in this country, and they want to take it all away. You're not going to hear about that on TV today. No, what are you going to hear about? Oh, Janet Yellen says the economy's great. And then you're going to find out maybe it's next month. Maybe it's three months from now. Maybe it's six months from now. Your brother, your cousin, your neighbor, or heaven forbid, even you just got replaced by an H-2B visa worker. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Hey, you want to learn more about the H-2B low-skilled visa program? Giving jobs to foreign workers without any consideration for domestic labor conditions, regardless of the state of the economy, you don't have to worry about it at all. Uh, the biggest proponents of this, not small business, no, mid to large size companies 
and recruiters who petition for the H-2Bs so they can hire employees who can work in the United States for 10 months out of the year, year after year after year. That's how the H-2B visa program works. Hey, come work for 10 months, go home for two months, come on right back, and everything will be wonderful. This is really the news that happened. It had nothing to do about a quarter of a point. That was just the the story they want you to hear, and they want to tell you that the economy is doing wonderful, even though all the economic data says otherwise. Uh, today we had a couple of pieces of economic data, the current account deficit, the largest since 2008, an increase of 11%. That's wealth leaving the country, by the way. You know, an interesting thing about that HB2 program, you know who's really concerned about it, or when they find out about it, they're going to be really nervous. That's the Mexicans, because that was their gig. They come over for eight months, make that non-farm payroll money, go back to Mexico and spend it there, and then they come back in March when the harvest or the, the plant, you know, we start sowing our seeds. Well, that, this was the non-farm piece of that. These are for the non-farm. This is for the I'll people. I'll tell you what, man. They get a gift of that. They're going to be nervous. Well, they're, they're, you're taking away Mexico's jobs, too. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. They, don't, they look Mexican, but they're not. The Dow is down 130 points. The NASDAQ down 33. The S&P is down 18. Uh, gold's down $24, a $1,053. Uh, Silver's also taking back all of its gains from yesterday. It's down 53 cents, $13.70. Uh, a lot of people wanting to know where and when we can expect deliveries. I will say this. We have one more shipping day for the year uh, that's going to occur next week. But the post office has already let us know everything is extremely slow right now so just be patient uh we'll we'll have product in your hands as quickly as the post office will allow it uh i do have i still have and i'm shocked that i do but i still have some of those platinum maple leaves the one ounce platinum maple leaves the historically the best buying opportunity. If someone held the gun to my head today and said, Double, what would you buy today? That's what I'd buy. Platinum, uh, one ounce maple leaves, $985. Silver Eagles, it's done with. Uh, We won't be having silver back available again until 2016. Uh, There is a small amount of $20 gold pieces on the marketplace today as well. If that's something, if you want to buy that pullback in gold, a great way to do it, 800-951-0592. Make sure you get protected because, like I said, the what's happening this month, this week, even today, isn't going to be get us ready for what's coming and that's what you need to prepare for. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back on a Friday. Everyone have a great Thursday. Take care.